Welcome to Mandatory Fun, a podcast by a military wife reflecting on life. My name is Erin Stevens, and today I'll be talking about something I personally deal with on average every three years. It's not pretty. It's not always fun. It involves a lot of cardboard and cursing. If you haven't guessed it yet, the subject of today's podcast is moving, or what we call in the military, a PCS, which stands for a permanent change of station. I have personally moved 12 times since I turned 18. Five of those times were military moves. Arizona to Alaska, to Arizona, to California, to Germany, to Georgia. We have gone for extreme climate changes, as you can plainly see. It just adds to the excitement. I had one kid for four of the moves and two kids for three. A husband for all five, and I'm happy to say we still love each other. We've had a few minor issues with our moves, like the last time when the ship transporting our car caught on fire, or the time before that when our stuff was delivered to the wrong place. But all in all, we've been pretty lucky. The fact remains, no matter how many times we move, it still sucks the life out of me. There are most definitely some exciting things about moving, no matter where we may be going. There are always some major downsides. Today, we will be talking to two people who are in the throes of this process right now. Vanessa is prepping for a move with her husband and four children, and Kristen is still unpacking boxes, and she has just completed a move while pregnant. Kristen also has two young children and a husband who usually makes things better, and maybe sometimes not so much. Thank you both so much for imparting your very current wisdom upon us. I'm sure you're already living in this headspace, so let it flow. start by talking to Vanessa, since the beginning of a PCS happens months before your husband's report no later than date. First things first, how do you feel about moving? How do I feel about moving? I think it changes over the years. I grew up a military brat. My dad was in the army, so I've moved quite a few times. Um, I did not think that I would marry into the military um, because I'm not sure that I really enjoyed moving when I was growing up. Um, although my mom always did make it an adventure. Um, so this particular move does seem a little bit like mandatory fun. <laughs> Do you feel like you're ready for it? I think we're ready because this particular move we found out about very early, um, just due to the nature of the assignment and because we do have some medical issues in our family. So it's a very long process. So we've actually known um, since December and we're moving in June. So it's a very long time to know about an upcoming move. So when you first found out that you were moving or where you were going, I guess you can go from either point, where did your mind go first? What was the first thing that you thought about? The first thing I think about um, are my children and schools because I'm not a homeschooler. And and currently we have the children in small private schools, but this time we want to uh, transition into public schools. And so it's a little unfamiliar and uh, we don't know very many people in the area to which we're moving. So it was just a lot of research, a lot of phone calls. And this was actually the first time that we took a trip um, to the area to to do house hunting and spend time at schools and ask all the questions we need to ask to feel comfortable. And then the second place my mind goes is I'm very excited for my husband. You know, it's really nice when they get excited about their career and are feeling successful and are excited about the next move and the next job. 
Does he help with the move? Do you feel like he's usually an active participant or does he kind of just do whatever you want to do? Who makes most of the choices or how does that work out? Well, I think since uh, we've been doing this a few times, each move we do it a little bit differently. One move he completely orchestrated and took over. And then this move, we've decided that we're absolutely doing it together. We're in it together. We're owning the decisions together. Um, which house, where, which schools we're comfortable with, when we're moving, how we're doing it, and uh, all those details. So yes, he is a participant this time. So what was your process? I know that you have gone on your house hunting trip. So when you got there, when you landed, what was your process? What did you do first? When we landed, I had a small panic attack because I've never been to this part of the country before. Um, But once I recovered and once we sort of uh, found Starbucks and talked to people in line and really started to get to know the community and the people. And pe- we kept hearing the same things over and over again. This principal is a great principal at this particular school. Go check out this neighborhood. Um, and once we just started speaking to more and more people, I think, and we actually got to those places, I think our comfort level completely changed. Um, so, you know, this is a very unfamiliar base to us um, with really, we, I think, know one other family who's currently there. So this is really out of our comfort zone. But once we just started talking to people, it really did make it much, much better. So again, we started with schools. And once we determined which school uh, we felt comfortable with, and actually it's a school that we would have liked to have gone to. That's good. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, then we started with the housing Um you know, when we've purchased in the past and this time we decided to rent. Yeah, so that's the next thing I was going to ask. So how do you go about deciding to rent or buy? Do you own any other houses? What are you doing about those? Well, (laughs) we've made some purchases in the past at the peak of the market and we still own them. Um, And they've been rentals for a long time now. And so one of the pains of this particular move is trying to unload the house purchased in 2007 (laughs) um, and just rip that Band-Aid off (laughs) and move on. Um, So that is, the thing is though, the rental market is really bleak. Um, And not just at the particular base we're going to, it just seems the whole landscape has changed. Each time you move, there just is not a huge selection. And we do have four children and we do need a home big enough to accommodate us comfortably. Um, Our current home that we own, that we live in, um, is just much too small. So um, I guess school was the first thing, and then finding a home and deciding that we really don't want to jump into buying again, especially in an area that we don't know. Um, So we're renting, and hopefully hopefully it was a good decision. Have you found a house? Yes, yes. Um, It's in a cul-de-sac. It's, nice. in, uh, it's in a neighborhood that seems very neighborly. Lots of children, which we like. Lots of children playing outside. Um, in the winter. In the winter, <laughs> yes. Imagine the summer. Yes. Um, so, no, I think all is well. Um, you know, we have orders. The lease is signed. Now we're just oh, waiting. that's great. It does make it feel official. And I have to say, this was the first time we did a house hunting trip together and really did our research ahead of time rather than winging it and uh, it feels really good to be back home and we can enjoy the next three months to the fullest where we are and not get ahead of ourselves and worry and wonder what if and so yeah so have you let the kids in on it yet do they know 
have you done anything to get them excited? Do they know about where you're going to be going? Do they know about where they're going to be going to school or your house or any of that kind of stuff? Well, we didn't really uh, think about this. This is the first time that the children are old enough to really know about the move. And um, they kept asking why we were doing work around the house. And we said, because we want to sell the house to get a bigger house because we weren't ready to talk about um, the move. And so that was the first step. And then when we left, when Jeremiah and I went house hunting, um, then we told them we were going to Missouri and we look at the map. Although I, I think some of the children are confused. They think they'll be at the same school, just a different house. Um, so I don't know that it's completely sunk in yet. Um, but they're excited. I mean, they're ready to go. They keep asking if it's next week. So maybe we told them a little early. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> to be honest. You, when's the move? When's the move? <laughs> to be honest. But I keep saying summer when school's out. And so that sort of makes sense. So the next thing that you're going to concentrate on is selling the house. That's- yes. The sign goes in the front yard tomorrow. The painters are there painting. Um, I can't wait to start showing it, which is true, but a hint of sarcasm because, oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay, so now I'm fully going to stress you out. If your house sells very quickly, do you have a clause that says that you can still live there or what will you do? What's your next step? I don't know. Yeah, totally. I I successfully (laughs) managed. (laughs) You're welcome. You're so welcome. I tried. Because I really, yeah, of course I want it to sell as quickly. And so I have to do as few showings as possible. In fact, the first offer, I'll take it just so I don't have to keep cleaning and telling the kids to put everything away. Um, But I don't know. I mean, I guess we would do temporary lodging or can you pull your kids out of school early? I don't even know the answers to these questions. It's so different when they're not in diapers anymore. It was almost a little bit easier to move when everybody was home and you didn't have to worry about a school calendar or leaving their friends, making new friends. I mean, it's insane that on this house hunting trip, I'm researching summer camps. Yeah, right. You know, like it just really changes like as they get older. Yeah. Well, we have some tents. So if you need them, (laughs) we have a big tent. We have a little tent. You can have like multiple tents. We have space in our yard. You're more than welcome. So (laughs) all right, Vanessa, thank you so much. You're welcome. On the other side of any move is what happens once you get there. To some, this is the hardest part. To others, they feel like the job is mostly done. Now, let's turn to Kristen, who, if I may say so myself, is doing an amazingly well job with this overseas move. How have you felt this move has gone? Um, I think since we have been to Valdosta, since we arrived here, the move has been really good. Um, We've been really happy, but the move leading up to or the part leading up to the move was actually very stressful and we had a lot of problems and issues so so what happened um well first of all we had three different car issues our we went to go sell the car and we had it all ready to go all ready to go on the lemon lot the paperwork done inspections done and my mom was out visiting and she had an accident on base with it so We ended up kind of reducing the price, and we were really worried that it wouldn't sell because the bumper was kind of mangled. Um, And then there was just the whole process of trying to get it fixed through USAA. And um, it ended up being fine, no issues. We had an airman that bought it, and he loved it. So, But initially, it was a lot of stress because Ryan was actually back in the States when all this happened. And then the second car issue we had is Ryan came back to the States permissive TDY to 
um, look for a house and kind of get us settled initially. And he flew into New York, New York, where his dad had his truck and he drove the truck from New York down to Valdosta and it broke down three hours outside of Elmira where he had it stored or where his father was taking care of it. So it's, um, that was an issue too, because it kind of delayed him a couple days. And then the third issue we had is he came down to Valdosta and searched for a minivan for us for about three days. And we finally found one we liked and we were satisfied with. He had to drive an hour and a half to get it down in Tallahassee from Valdosta. And then he drove it to the airport on the day he was leaving to come back to Germany. And it died at the Valdosta airport. (laughs) And he was so close to getting on the plane that he just had to leave it there. He couldn't make any phone calls to the dealership or anything until he got back to Germany. So that was kind of crazy. And did this all happen before or after your entire family got the stomach flu? Yes, it was all before we got the stomach flu. And and yes, we all ended up having the stomach flu. My two daughters had it a week before we PCS'd and we were on FMO furniture. So I was doing sheets left and right and cleaning up all over the place. Good thing my mom was out helping us because she helped clean up a lot of the stuff as well. And it was kind of a disaster. And then Ryan and I ended up getting it. Almost a week later, I got it about three days before we were we were scheduled to leave, and then Ryan got it the day prior. So good times yes. on international flights. Yes. So I'm gonna ask you the same question I asked Vanessa. What did you do first when you found out that you were moving? Um, initially, when I find out we're moving, I get really excited, and I just um, I want to find all about find out about the area, the schools, what friends are there at the time. Um, you know, the housing situation. So we looked into, I was looking on how, at houses on Zillow and all the different rental sites and um, the schools, talking to friends. And I think friends have been just a key part of this whole move, just a- talking to them, asking them their opinions and trying to figure out what they do with their kids, where they send them to school. And just friends have been so much help this trip. So how did you decide to rent versus buy? Um, We already own two homes. So it was kind of just a matter of not wanting to have a third home and a third mortgage to pay. And are you happy with the house that you rented? Because I know that Ryan came down to look, but you didn't see it. So how are you feeling about the decision? Oh, yeah. And I have to give Ryan a huge shout out because he helped so much with his when he came to visit initially, you know, without myself or the or the girls, um, he did so much organizing and got our house ready, um, picked out the schools, and he just he and got the car ready. He did so much research and um, planning initially. So I really want to. He, he was just awesome, and um, I'm glad that you had that experience with your husband. That's a yes. lovely, wonderful experience. <laughs> That all of us can hope to someday. No, my husband's pretty good usually, but there's no way I would ever let him pick out our house ever in a million years. Ever. Never, ever. He has good taste, but never. It would never happen. So good job, Ryan. Yes. And and we had a couple of opinions, you know, not just his. Um, 
the house actually belonged to the honorary squadron commander. So we knew that it was had to be in a decent condition and it was in a good neighborhood. And I knew that the neighborhood was pretty nice. So and I did see pictures on online. And so it looked it looked fine. And yeah, he did a great job. How has the unpacking process gone? Um, It's been a slow process. It's just, um, you know, one box at a time. Yeah, one box at a time, indeed. And do you feel like you are in a rush to get settled? Do you feel like this time is different than usual? Do you feel like because you're pregnant, it puts kind of a different spin on things? Or Honestly, I know I should feel like I'm in a rush, but I don't. (laughs) I'm just kind of like, oh, it'll get done when it gets done. And again, Ryan's been such a huge help. I mean, with me during the day, I just, I get so tired. And now I have a a child home with me. Um, Yeah, for those listeners who aren't aware of this, and if you are aware of it, then I don't know how you would know. But Kristen's daughter may or may not have fractured her tibia. Uh, last week on our trampoline so that's wonderful just to add insult to injury and Kristen's having a baby in three weeks so good times but at least you're almost done at least the end is near do you think that there's anything else that you need to do to feel settled or are you feeling pretty settled here I honestly feel pretty good. I mean, our house still has a lot to, we still have a lot to do on the house. We have to get organized and get pictures up, stuff like that. But I feel really comfortable. I feel really happy here. We have good friends. Um, we The kids are in great schools. And I just, I, I love the house. I just, I feel really happy. One more question. How would you feel if tomorrow the Air Force said, hey, guess what? You're moving. <laughs> Don't we at least get two years here? No. Um, um, I, I stumped you. I know. There's I know, your curveball. I, I know. You I know. are welcome. Um, you know, I, I think I'd be pretty upset because my mindset is here and I'm ready to be here for a couple of years. So I think that um, since we're so happy here, it would be kind of upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. Thank you. Okay, so during these interviews, I feel like you think about some things yourself. It brings out some things in you that you remember about moving. So here's a couple of things that I feel like we didn't really talk about but are relevant to every move. So I think that one good thing about moving and one good thing about being in the military and moving so often is that you're always purging. You're always kind of going through everything that you have, deciding what you use, deciding what you don't use, thinking about if you will use it in the future. And this goes for clothes and toys and books and games and all kinds of stuff. And I think that people who live in their house for 20 plus years, you know, end up with so much stuff that they've forgotten that they have or that they haven't used or that they wish they had gotten rid of years ago. I know my parents just recently moved out of my childhood home and it took them weeks to go through everything and they were so torn because you don't know what to do with it. Some of it was mine. Some of it was my brother's. You know, they hadn't gone through it moving to know what they had. So I think that was a little bit overwhelming for them. And kind of an offshoot of that is your pantry. 
you know, one of the things that happens when you move is that you acquire all of your spices and your oils and your vinegars and your dressings and all of that kind of stuff every single time. So the more you move, you realize, okay, I need to kind of use this stuff so that I'm not getting rid of it and then buying it again when we move somewhere new. Or if you can drive, you can move it with you. But if you go overseas, obviously you cannot move it with you. So you come up with some very interesting recipes. I remember before we left Germany, I made something that was beyond disgusting. Like it had artichokes and pasta, some sort of cream. But then I think I only had a little bit of cream, so I used milk. I think I used ketchup maybe. That is possible. And something else. And my friend who's a really good cook was like, Erin, that is absolutely the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my whole life. I used yogurt. I do remember I also used yogurt. And my kids were like, there's no way that I'm <laughs> there's no way that I'm eating that. And so after I made them take like five bites, I was like, okay, fine, we'll order pizza. But still it you know, it was my attempt to get rid of the things that I wasn't gonna be able to take with me. At a certain point, you just have to say mercy and throw some stuff away or give it away. That's usually what ends up happening. Although my husband is not a fan of me giving boxes of things to people because he thinks that now I'm giving it to them and it's their problem. I actually just did this recently with a friend who may or may not be sitting in this room. But, you know, sometimes people want stuff and I'm always willing to take stuff off people's hands. But then you, of course, have to evaluate that stuff when you get ready to move the next time. The other thing that I think you don't really think about is if you're changing climates or you're moving really across the country or overseas, the chances of you needing things that you didn't have is more likely. So for example, we moved from Alaska to Arizona and we moved at the wrong time of year. So we went from it being freezing cold with snow to pretty warm and especially warm to us because, you know, we were used to really cold climate. So we needed all the shorts and the tank tops and my daughter needed all the shorts and the tank tops and my husband needed all of that stuff when he wasn't going to work. And the other thing that happens is that you get allergies. You know, you move to these new places, your body's not used to the trees and the flowers, and all of a sudden you feel sick all of the time because you just are in this new place, you're experiencing all of this new flora and fauna. So we moved here and I had a terrible case of pink eye. I couldn't shake it. I had it for six weeks and it turned out that it was just allergies and there was nothing I could do about it. But I had no idea that just moving, you know, to the south, was I was going to be faced with things that I had never really experienced before, and it's still kind of happening. You know, I have horrible allergies to pollen, which I've never had before and didn't know that I have and didn't exist in Germany. And in Germany, I got terrible, terrible illnesses that were, you know, more prevalent in Europe, different strains, and I wasn't immune to them. I had never had them before. I didn't have the antibodies. So I was getting sick all the time when we first moved there. Plus, you know, you get stuff from your kids who are in the same boat, and then it kind of passes around your house. And so I think that time period when you're moving, you're also getting sick a lot, which just adds to the chaos, which, you know, we heard a little bit. Um, and I also think that one thing to think about or that you may or may not think about is that you have all of this stuff. You have a fully furnished house and you kind of furnished it based on where you're living. And then you move to a new place and you think, uh, am I going to be able to fit all of this stuff? So now we have three couches. Well, we used to have a basement. 
now we don't have a basement, but we have an extra living space. But now when we move to the next place, I'm thinking, well, where am I going to put my third couch? You know, I'm already thinking, we just moved here. But where am I going to put my third couch? And when it comes down to it, you might have to sell some stuff before you go. You might have to move it with you and figure out a way to get rid of it. But that's kind of another thing that happens when you move a lot is the, is this going to fit? Am I going to have anywhere to put it? Am I going to have any use for it? So that's something to think about too. One thing I can say about a PCS is that we're lucky to have packers and movers. My brother and his wife, who also move a fair amount, have to move themselves. They aren't given a team to help. The idea of putting my things into a box myself these days is enough to make me want to crawl into a deep, dark hole. It's hard enough unpacking the boxes on the other end and not just sitting on my floor weeping in disgust about how much stuff we have. For me, it's a lot like having a baby. It's so painful while it's happening, and then you forget the pain and you do it all over again. In both cases, it's a huge life shift and will forever change who you are. You can either embrace it or wallow in the sadness of another major change. Either way, you'll have to deal with a ton of paper and cardboard. Thank you so much to my guests today. May your moves continue to be smooth and your house is always large enough for me to come and stay. Next time on Mandatory Fun, we'll be discussing dream houses. With all of these moves comes some insight into what we want and what we don't. Join us and maybe you'll get some ideas about your own dream house. Now, on to something that will make you laugh. Did you hear about Robin Hood's house? It had a little John. On that note, this is Aaron signing off. Till next time, may your life be full of mandatory fun. <laughs> <laughs>